Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. I'm your special guest, Jake. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from indignant imps to imperceivable imposters. Mm. And today we're talking about Ixxxagitals. Ixxxagitals. That's a fun word. Oh, yeah. What is that? Uh, hey, Jake. <laughs> hey, people Brian? get really mad when we don't start the podcast with hey. Or oh. when Will doesn't say hey, Brian. Yeah, yeah. People talk about it. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, yes, what is an exitational? Yeah. And what does it do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> um, Who does he work with? Well, uh, my special guest, uh, the exitational, uh, I guess let's just jump right into it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exitationals are aquatic-based creatures. Mm-hmm. They resemble manta rays, but have small claws at the end of their uh, wings or pectoral fins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anatomy is based off of a manta ray for sure, mm-hmm. but I don't know where it breaks down and starts to become like a D&D monster. The claws definitely. Claws definitely. See, that suggests some bone structure up there. Yeah, But yeah. I was looking at manta ray anatomy and, it's like and cartilage it's cartilage yeah yeah, yeah. it's cartilage like a shark. there yeah these uh and i'm pretty sure i wrote that oh, yeah, yeah, these yeah. wing-like fins are made of cartilage oh, in the hey. real world but being uh clawed suggests these carry some type of bone structure hey mm-hmm. i just said the thing i just you wrote. did look yeah. at you <laughs> <laughs> they have black intelligent mm-hmm. eyes uh they are mistaken for a typical mana uh which these creatures would likely count on to maintain an element of surprise when striking out against a foe because they are evil yes they are generally quite evil um so these creatures are, yeah, evil and cunning yeah. and are commonly referred to as demon rays. Ooh. And I thought that was uh, really fitting uh, for like their D&D nature and mm-hmm. like being named a demon. They're like somewhat associated with demons oh, yeah. or very much so, I would say. Um, but yeah, they look a lot like the mantas um, and they're commonly referred to in the real world as devil fish. I think that's because they have the little... Um, like little horn things. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I wrote down what the... Uh, let me keep reading. Manas yeah. were uh, <laughs> were given this nickname for their ah, cephalic lobes. Mm. Cephalic, cephalic lobes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dual apparatus located at the forefront. So they look like horns up there, but they're they for do. feeding, I'm yeah. pretty sure. They are. Um, 
So yeah, the uh, the manas were given this nickname for their fall clubs. Uh, yes, the Ixxxatchetal sport these well as well. However, uh, they appear to be much sharper. They're like horns. Ooh, and they look like they're really good for stabbing. I was about to say <laughs> um, this is kind of consistent with most editions going back, uh, with the exception of first edition. They have like a more uh, like no horns up there, head. just rounded, mm-hmm. kind of tapered look. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit cartoony. You know, first edition drawings are like these black and white, like profile sketches a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and we can look that up in a little while, probably on the break. We're going yeah. to be looking at them a lot. Ooh. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, these ones have like the horns up there. Mm-hmm. First edition, rounded. Uh, I like second edition a lot too, because it looks like a cartoon, like. Like a bandit almost. Like it should be like it's drawn oh, almost like it's wearing a ski mask. Like it's gonna rob a bank. <laughs> it's got like a like a cheeky grin on its face. Oh man. Uh yeah. So let's see here. Most of them are also portrayed with uh long barbed tails. Hmm. Uh that there's also an exception there with second edition. It just looks like a a long, smooth sort of tail. Hmm. Yeah, they have like these long, like flowing like tails that end in like barbs. Or they have barbs like all along it. Also fit for stabbing? Um, yes, they are. Uh, we'll get into what they can do oh, later on, okay, but okay, yeah, yeah, definitely for stabbing. Yeah. Uh, one of their one of their things for. Um, well, you've seen a picture, but we'll get into that. Yeah. So, fifth edition shows a more triangular structure to the body with this monster, uh, with like these tapered wings that sort of reminded me of a butterfly when I was looking at them, mm. uh, and they pull inward towards its tail, so they make that V shape. Mm-hmm. Um, so, veering from the look of a traditional manta ray, this monstrous depiction shows a shark like face between its two lobes or horns, mm. uh, including the shape of its nose and mouth. So uh, whenever I look at it, it kind of looks like this shark face is sort of emerging from the creature. Yeah. Uh, like the skin is kind of flayed there and it's like peeling back. Um, there's nothing that mentions like why that is. I think mm. they, and their mouth has like rows of teeth, like yes. a shark, yeah. you know, yeah. so there's like a shark like feature there, but that's, that's it. Um, Probably just a fit in with that demon vibe, man. Like give it, give it a scary face. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, like we have lots of creatures in D and D with like rows of sharp teeth. Yeah, um, yeah, you know that's like a scary thing. I'm sure they just wanted to slap that thing on there. But we'll we'll yeah. get into it a little more. Um, I really, uh, I already said this, but I wrote like I really like the cartoon henchman vibe of mm-hmm. the second edition one. Mm. Like it should be carrying a bag of money or something. <laughs> Um, it reminded me of Man Ray from Spongebob. Oh, man. It's, it's a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, I don't know who knows about Man Ray, but you should. So the Ix is actual, they hatch from eggs. Uh, and are no, is that normal with Man Rays? Uh, I didn't look that up. You know, I'm not sure. Like Sharks usually give birth like to live young. Right. And we've and talked about on the are... show that... Some sharks kill each other in the womb for power. They, they do. They eat. They eat the weaker ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some sharks do lay eggs. So I don't know. I don't know where the comparison between sharks and manta rays and D and D filters and yeah, like, what's I, different. I should have looked. I looked up so much other anatomy yeah, stuff. Yeah. I did not look up the birth of manta rays because you know it's so inspired from that. You know, thinking back on it, I don't know if I've ever seen like a baby manta ray. I'm sure they're just like small man. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually what. The, <laughs> what a baby looks like. I don't think there's like a um, you know a sound yeah. a toad sort of evolution yes. from uh, what do they call them? The like a tadpole. Tadpole. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. I feel. Jeez. <laughs> um, so these are born uh, when they're born. They're no larger than the size of a human hand. Huh. So um, you know that's kind of cool. Like a little like a sand dollar pretty picture. Cute. Like yeah. a big one. Yeah. Um, the life of these creatures is extremely difficult and rife with struggle, <laughs> and we'll get into why, because you'll see like what kind of environment they're yeah. going to grow up in. Obviously, 
we mentioned they're aquatic. Bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, the ocean, just the regular ocean is a crazy place to live. Uh, we'll get into where specifically these live, although yeah. they can just live in the ocean, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do everything in their power to survive. Those that make it to adulthood are shaped by the battles of their youth. They learn the secrets of survival in their unforgiving environments, granting them regenerative abilities from Ooh. feeding on the life force of other creatures. So they are vampiric. Interesting. So okay. the stat okay. blocks in, um, and the stat blocks for these are in Out of the Abyss, Rage of Demons. Mm. Um, and spoilers for that uh, campaign setting, but like a group of adventurers is gonna fight demons, Bunch of, oh, a lot of yeah. demons. And yeah. like, um, is that even spoilers? Uh, Demogorgon's on the fucking front of the book. Yeah, yeah, that feels um, like a. <laughs> if you put abyss in there, it feels like a calling card almost. Yeah, well, you know, you like, know what you're getting. <laughs> I feel like you should probably know you're yeah. you're gonna be de- dealing with that shit. So 100%. that's where you'll find these stat blocks. So there's actually a um, a regular exceptional stat block, and mm. we'll go over them in depth later. That does not have like a vampiric ability mm. uh, set onto it, and then there is a like buffed up one, like a vampiric. It's attachable that with that new has a regenerative ability to it. How um, cool! I'll get a little bit more into detail with that later as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so these, let's talk about like how they live. Hmm. Um, not quite yet where specifically. Exactitals prefer to hollow out natural aquatic formations like coral reefs. Um, but other aquatic structures as well. Mm. They make labyrinth dens uh, up in there. Kind of reminding me of the Beholder. They carve out like a uh, uh, like a labyrinth maze of their yeah. shit to yeah. make people lost and to like and get the drop on them, them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't really see like I I don't know why they're making a labyrinth specifically. I mean, why would one make a labyrinth? Because you want to fuck up anybody trying to fuck, to fuck you people, up, yeah, right? Yeah, you know yeah. how it works and they don't. Yeah. So I think it's just a natural like defensive thing. Uh, they do not do this alone. They are known for enslaving other aquatic species to force them into creating these complex structures. Oh, yeah. Once the life and nutrients <laughs> of an area are stripped bare, they move on to greener pastures, uh, so to speak, and repeat the process. Vast networks they carved out are abandoned. So wow. if you find uh, like a coral reef, I don't know if you like there are lots of scenarios where you can be underwater in D&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is you're playing an aquatic race and your whole group is. So yeah. you have an underwater campaign, which is a totally viable, really fucking cool thing. I've, I've that seems been very interesting. To do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got the Triton. You've got okay. Merfolk, Water Genasi. I mean, like potions of water breathing yeah. give you like a spell of water breathing help you for, you know, long stretches of time. Um Maybe air genasi, since you don't necessarily need An air. Air genasi right? can like, live underwater, technically, yeah. How like, interesting. You don't need to breathe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could play an underwater campaign. That's like a feasible thing you That's can do. It would be fun to play the non-water like water aquatic species and yeah. have to like figure out how to do your shit yeah. uh, underwater. Because that um, fucks up with everything. Like, disadvantage I mean, on attacks, like, it affects literally yeah, every, every aspect everything gets fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, your weapons will degrade and corrode underwater That's if true. you don't have, like, a, the correct shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I imagine, like, Ooh. when I picture Tritons and stuff, I picture them with, like, you know, more natural underwater-style weapons. Yeah, kind of like Aquaman. Like, they had Tritons like, yeah, made like out of, like, coral that, and stuff. Yeah, metals yeah. that aren't going to rust underwater or degrade underwater. Yeah. I don't know specifically what those things are, but... Um, it would be fun to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um, and to come upon one of these structures would be That'd like, be so oh cool. shit, yeah. roll, you know, That'd roll be a nature dungeon. check. Yeah. It's an exotatural. Ooh, den. Know, like, that den. would be so sick, yeah. They're not here anymore, mm. obviously. Um, so, yeah, the nutrients in the area, I think, is what they're they're with. And no. I don't think that just means, um, like, you know, coral is a living thing and, like, mm-hmm. pops and stuff. You're mm-hmm. not just getting the, the nutrients from there, but the living things that 
were occupying that space. Yeah. Um, with this vampiric quality, I'm sure that they could like lock creatures in with them and like Just feed farm them, them essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. for power. Um, so traveling in schools, they will eradicate opposing creatures for their territory if they deem the area worthy of becoming their new feeding ground. Uh, I imagine them rolling up uh, on like whatever ocean fools they see, like, yo, nice <laughs> reef. Uh, it's ours now. Scram. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I also devoured your offspring on the way in. You should really keep a better eye on your shit. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it for you from now on. That fits in with like the cartoony like bandit kind of thing. Just I know, like right? a gang of them rolling up and you're just like, this is ours now. Get out of here. Yeah, Batman's about to show up and beat the shit oh, out shit. of them. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then they go to war. Oh, so yeah, that's yeah. that's basically what it is. They they roll up and um, they roll up w- in a school and they roll up with their slaves. Yeah. And their slaves are probably powerful. Um, there's a lot of cool shit that lives in the ocean. Yeah. And they don't just. I don't think they just have slaves. I think they maintain um, other powerful company as well. Mm. And we'll we will get into that oh, more yeah. in a little bit here. So in tandem with their generally evil demeanor, many exaxatuals tend to worship demons. Mm. Uh, so that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, particularly the all-powerful patron demon prince of this podcast, Demogorgon. <laughs> Shout out to Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> they consider Demogorgon to be their patron and creator, mm. much like uh, we do here on the show. Mm. They compete against creatures known as Marrow, which we've covered in a previous previous episode mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. those are really really interesting creatures as well i definitely recommend you guys check that episode out mm-hmm. uh they've been uh yeah they've been covered so uh they rival with those creatures as to who is the greatest and most favorite servant of the prince of demons Ooh. so they're kind of like they're competing they with probably them. don't roll with them yeah so they probably like fuck you guys we're the best yeah. and vice versa yeah um I'm not sure what that kind of conflict looks like. I don't think they probably like seek conflict, but maybe they do. Maybe they roll up and the marrow are like trying to are subjugating something that the exaxuals want. Yeah, and they're like, "Why should you be in charge of this resource? We are the glorious like spawn of Demogorgon. Yeah. Like, let us take this over, and then they can get a fight like that." Maybe it's like a like an on-site kind of thing with crows and owls. Oh shit! Yeah, like they <laughs> just like... just <laughs> instinctually like. Uh, like species in their DNA or like they see an owl and they're like, I got to fuck that thing up. Exactly. Because <laughs> like they hate each other. A pro that's never seen an owl before will attack. Will attack an owl. An owl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's why they call them a murder of crows, right? Because they, they roll up on owls and like three or more and whoop, whoop ass. Is that, I mean, that makes sense. Because they, they roll up and murder They do fools. roll, yes, they do. <laughs> they roll deep. Owls the same, yeah. It, that's a really strange one. Um, and that was going it around is. on TikTok. That's it why was. a lot of us in our in our workplace know yeah, about it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting animal fact that might apply to this. Maybe they have like a genetic uh, imperative in all of them to be like, hey, fuck that thing. It could totally be, it <laughs> yeah. could totally be that. Yeah. Um, for any new listeners or anyone uh, requiring a refresher, Demogorgon is one of, if not the most powerful, in my opinion, the most powerful, uh, of the <laughs> demon lords who preside over the infinite layers of the plane known as the Abyss. Uh, Demogorgon is known to preside over the 88th layer, uh, otherwise known as the Gaping Maw. And this briny oceanic expanse is home to many terrible creatures that are worshippers of Demogorgon, including but not limited to Krakens, Abolis, and of course, the subject of this episode, the Exaxital. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are likely a multitude of other aquatic abominations as well that do this. Um, but others might be too many to name or haven't been named, you know. Mm-hmm. Something of note is uh, the homie da- Dagon. Mm-hmm. The homie Dagon, he's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you know about Dagon? What do you know about Dagon? I know the name. Yeah, Dagon's from, like, Lovecraftian lore. Yeah. Like, the 
the elder god Dagon. But in in D and D five e, he's a demon lord of the abyss. How dope! But he has those kind of things. Dagon is the homie to Demogorgon because Dagon will counsel uh, Demogorgon um, individually because Demogor- Demogorgon's technically one entity, but exists mm-hmm. as like two entities living as one entity. Yeah, Dagon will like counsel each head separately in like a psychic way. How They're interesting. like best buddy next door neighbors, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, their That's layers cool. actually connect through the ocean. So yeah. like the further down the gaping maw you go, mm. you'll eventually get to the 88th layer or the 89th layer, which is Dagon's home. Um, yeah. So that that's just the thing. Uh, so let me see. Where is dang? Well, you're good at like picking back up on the notes when I interrupt you. I can't <laughs> even do it myself. Uh, yeah, it's Demogorgon's next door neighbor. So the Ixus are known to make their home there as well. So they're not just like in the Gaping Maw. Mm. They're not just in Dagon's house. But I, I picture them also like probably in the regular ocean uh, of D&D, which yeah. are vast and full of terrible monsters like the uh, the Kraken and the Abolith, mm-hmm. um, who are also into enslavement. <laughs> so a little bit more about Demogorgon to help give a background. Since they do think that this is like their patron creator, mm-hmm. there's like... Um, when you worship in D&D, you usually get something back um, in terms of power. Um, So let's get to understand a little bit more about Demogorgon in case people don't know. Uh, Demogorgon is roughly 18 feet tall, which is two and a half doors, uh, as I've detailed on other episodes. (laughs) A door is a great frame of reference (laughs) for height. That's true. Like a six foot person can easily walk through a door. It's a little taller than that. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's fair. uh, He's got a long forked tail, uh, bulky arms ending in forked tentacles as well. Clawed dino feet. He's got like a reptilian base Mm. or like a tyrannic. Is a tyrannic word? Like a right word? Draconic. Draconic. Like it's like a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Saurian. Yeah. Uh, From like the waist down. He's got two heads, each bearing resemblance to a mandrel, which is like a kind of like looks like a baboon even mm-hmm. though they're not monkeys like, apparently they're in their own genus yeah which i found out the last time i covered demogorgon Interesting. uh these heads each have their own brain and personality that tend to war with each other as well as secretly attempt to overthrow one another <laughs> so both heads are insane uh amayul is the schemer so you'll deal with uh with the machinations of the demon prince before you encounter him and that head will have been responsible probably mm. for those those things like yeah let's he's the one scheming let's have the butterfly flap its wings in China so that this, this, and this oh, happened. Yeah, like that's yeah. kind of how devils and demons work. They'll be like, if I put this, if I have one of my cult followers put this demonic book in this library, mm. a person will come and read it and a chain of events will ensue. How dope. Like, and then I will, I will breach forth. Yes. I will be born into the material <laughs> realm. How dope. Uh, which is very troublesome. <laughs> yes. So, um, that's are insane. Yeah. Okay. So Hethrodiah is, uh, the more physical, mm. uh, like, barbaric sort of embodiment. They rely on massive destructive power that the body of Demogorgon wields. Mm. Uh, there are many worshipers in existence uh, that make up the cult of Demogorgon. This includes the Ixisagital and uh, the longtime listeners of this show. <laughs> so Demogorgon's mission is to oversee the undoing of the order of the multiverse. His chaotic evil nature pervades over every action he takes. These major uh, embodiments like demon lords in the realms and stuff have been covered extensively on previous episodes of the show mm. but it's pertinent that we continue to understand and refresh people about Demogorgon. Yeah, of course. So uh we're not going to get too much more into it beyond that. Mm. Um I mean there's some cool abilities like Demogorgon can like incite madness. That's like what like one of Amael's powers mm. just by looking at somebody and like being around a demon lord like you can like become insane. And there are like a cool madness chart you can roll on. I was going to say that's definitely some like Lovecraftian kind of it harkens back to our like Halloween 
episode live play that we did where we had to like roll for oh, insanity yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's yeah, harkening back to that. We have a the Dredge and Shadowmire Keep, which is like a four part like I think it was four to six hour like actual play yeah. Halloween special, and you can find that on our Patreon. Very dope. Um, it was very, very cool. Will did a great job <laughs> yeah. with that, and we play monster races. Yeah, evil uh, evil campaign. It was an evil campaign. Uh, where we have to like band together. I think I was a bullywug. You were. You were a. I was a goblin. You were the goblin yeah. that rode a goblin. Uh, rode a hobgoblin. A hobgoblin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lobotomized, lobotomized hobgoblin. hobgoblin. Yes. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Freeland was a kobold. Yeah. Um, friend of the show, Josh Freeland. If mm-hmm. you guys aren't familiar, uh, check out Super Quest Saga. Yeah. Our sci-fi game. And then um, we had a fourth. His friend, Free- Freeland's friend. Oh, Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. He was the orc, right? Yes. That was funny. That was a good time. He, it was really funny. It was his first time playing. It was a yeah. very fun <laughs> first experience, I think. He was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that guy. Uh, okay, so let's get back to this. Yes. Um, <laughs> so a quick recap of demons. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we just talked a lot about a demon lord, mm-hmm. but just let me like tell you like a quick recap on demons straight from the monster manual. Hit me with demons it. are the embodiment of chaos and evil, engines of destruction barely contained in monstrous form, possessing no compassion, empathy, or mercy that exist. They exist only to destroy. Mm. Uh, that's important to know because uh, knowing the motivation of demons and knowing about Demogorgon is knowing the motivations of most of their servants, including the Exxxatchital. Mm. So by getting into these mentalities, we can kind of understand, even though that the Exxxatchital is not necessarily a demon, it's an, like an aberration. Yeah. I, I could consider it a demon, I think. Demon adjacent. Yeah. Like it's, it's right. If it's not there, it's it's right there. Yeah. Um, so that being said, most humanoid worshippers from the material plane likely do not know the extent of who or what they worship in the case of demons and devils. You're usually kind of tricked into it or mm-hmm. you are strung along with promises to fulfill your own goals of power, uh, proving ultimately you are a means to an end. Um, or you're just already insane and you're like cool with some of the stuff that's <laughs> going on or all of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, like it's easy to like kind of hook somebody that's already a little loose up there. Yeah. Um, so while that's likely the case with most creatures, uh, the Ixxxatchital's relationship with the demon prince is likely far more symbiotic in nature. Mm. Um, all who worship Demogorgon succumb to madness mm. eventually, which is something of note. Yeah. Um, so one thing that's cool about this lore with the Ixxxatchital is that they are um, able to siphon energy from their foes, right? Like mm. they can latch on, and we'll get more into what exactly that is, but they can... Um, like steal energy from creatures. Hmm. There is some suggestion that this energy can be sent elsewhere. So a lot Ooh. of these exatchitals power Demogorgon. Yeah. They send this energy through like whatever channel to power up their demon prince. Yeah. How sick. So it's a big deal to like run. If you're in the maw, like yeah. trying to assault the, the gaping maw, which is a horrible idea. Yes. Typically sounds like it. Um, but the only way to kill a demon Lord is to go to it or like a, a major deity or mm. deity-esque like figure you have to go to their plane of existence and kill them there yeah. if you kill a demon lord in the material plane it will respawn in its in home hell, plane right? yeah. yeah so and um so this is spoilers for out of the abyss rage of demons for sure because at the end of at the end of that and you can skip ahead like another minute if you want at the end of that of that module you your party come up on the demon lords you're in the underdark mm. and demogorgon uh fucks them all up oh, fuck. they they fight it out demogorgon yeah. wins he kills orcus which is the rival the rival of the demon lords like of all time pretty mm-hmm. much 
um, and Orcus is the demon lord of undeath. Um, Ooh, and he kills him? How he ironic. T- he <laughs> takes, uh, yeah, he takes Orcus up and wraps him up and crushes his throat. Ooh, Read that part. Dope. And Orcus has like the ruby rod and stuff. Like yeah. that's just laying on the ground. Ooh. Someone can pick it up. Yeah. Demon Wargon was going to want to pick it up, yeah. according to the book. Um, so Orcus turns to soup or whatever, but is reborn on his own plane. Like yeah. you don't just kill Orcus. Yeah. Like you have to go to their plane. When you go to a demon lord's plane, it's like a lot of shit tips in their favor. Yeah, I think more people are probably familiar with dragons. Yeah, it's probably like a legendary, like a layer kind of thing. Exactly. Like the way a dragon layer works is the way a layer of a lot of these creatures works. Where mm-hmm. the layer is going to work against you. There's going to be regional effects, mm-hmm. magical shit going on. You will be subject to madness in the maw that mm-hmm. you will roll on. You will have like cool. these kind of things like. You, you might feel more hetherodia, like mm. bestial and like rage. You might feel like paranoia or whatever. Mm. Like you'll roll on a table, you'll succumb to madness, and it's up to you to role play that. Um, How cool. Yeah, so that, that's, um, it's a cool module. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking about like getting into it because they talk about the drow are involved mm. and Menzo Berenzin, which is like an Ari Salvatore sort of thing. Like mm. they're the home of the drow and all the shit. Like I was like, oh, there's some really cool stuff in this book that yeah. like I've overlooked. So we uh, we pulled up the um, the Forgotten Realms wiki, mm-hmm. which like has a cool feature where you can kind of tab through the images of like each edition of the creature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we, we can like look and and talk about it in real time. So yeah, that first one, side profile, uh, barbed tail, sharp teeth, mm-hmm. no um, lobes up top, <laughs> no lobes. But it does have the claws on the ends of the of the pectoral pectoral fins or That's wings. That's true, and some um, spots. I imagine that, yeah, it does <laughs> Maybe. Some, some flavor. I thought it was like a tentacle kind of thing, but that's probably not. It's probably spots. I think it's just the curvature yeah. and then it's spots, yeah. Right. So I I think these claws are there to hold on, yeah, right, yeah. obviously, Definitely. so that it can do its vampiric shit mm-hmm. or like stab better or bite better. Mm-hmm. So the 2E1, yeah, we're looking at it. It does look like a bad guy from an old cartoon, like it a Batman does. cartoon. It almost um, looks like that, or it looks like um, it almost looks like a Pokemon, like a like a gold yeah. or a red like concept art of a Pokemon. Like a dark it kind type of looks that like, has like an yes, evil smile or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has like this conniving look on its face, 100%. right? The the three one's really interesting. It has a lot of the same features, but mm-hmm. they're kind of like this one's in col- like in vibrant color. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it does have a shark mouth, though, like inside, like the rows of teeth. It does. See, um, it's trying to like swap some fish. And it looks f- more like natural, too. Like, it looks like more based in like nature. Almost. Yes. Like, this looks like if you were flipping through like an old book looking at dinosaurs or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, like this was in the fucking Precambrian Sea and shit. Like, that's what it looks like. I'm yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so the 4E one, it looks really similar to the 5E one, mm-hmm. uh, if not identical. I really should have looked up the specific 4E lore. Mm-hmm. Um, Will's really good about looking that up. And it's always, 4th edition is like so vastly different. They tried to break the mold with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so there's probably some really epic like niche lore that comes with it. Mm. Likely, I'm not going to look it up now. We're, we are where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just know that 4E probably has some dope shit going on or some shit that you hate. Like, you either love 4E or you don't. Um, but well, you, the cool thing about the game is that you can accept that lore or reject it. There's yeah. five fucking choices for you. Well, so yeah. or you don't have up, to like it. Make up your own. Yeah, exactly. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Um, so let's get into the stat block. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I'll give uh, Will a break and like just read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're my special guest, so I'm just going to read them anyway. I appreciate it. So we have the Ixxxatchel, <laughs> which is a small aberration of chaotic evil. Its armor class is 15 natural. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, its HP is 18. Um, so like I said, it's, it's, these are the small ones. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, zero walking speed. It can only swim 30 feet. Mm. So we got a 12 in strength, a 16 in dex, a 13 in con, a 12 in intelligence, a 13 in wisdom, and a 7 in charisma. So all these stats are pretty pretty good, especially the decks. Um, the only dump stat is charisma. It's a yeah. minus two. Yeah. So it's pretty smart. It's pretty wise. It's extremely dexterous, and it has some strength. So if the latching, the claw thing, I mm-hmm. think that's for reals. Uh, it's got a dark vision of 60 feet, passive perception of 11. It can speak. It can speak abyssal and ixxatchetal. So they have their own Ooh, language. They have their own language. How yes. cool. And abyssal is like the language of demons. Yeah. So whatever the fuck that sounds like. <laughs> These are quarter challenge rating for 50 XP. Now, the actions. You're going to do a bite, melee weapon attack with plus three to hit, a reach of five feet on one target. It's going to do four or 1d6 plus one piercing damage. No, Nothing else on that. Mm. A lot of bites have like a poison thing or yeah. something else. Yeah. Um, as a reaction, it has a barbed tail. Barbed tail. Mm. When a creature provokes an opportunity attack from the Ixxxatchetal, the Ixxxatchetal can make the following attack instead of using its bite. Melee weapon attack plus five to hit, 
Reach of five feet, one target, it's gonna do seven or one D8 plus three piercing damage. So if you try to get away without disengaging, it's gonna get that tail up and into your grill. Yeah, yeah. So say, ooh, an opening. <laughs> Thousand years of death. Put it right <laughs> in your butt. Okay, so we next we have the vampiric exatchital. Mm. This is a medium aberration. So I think a lot of the time in D and D, things scale in power with age, especially dragons. It's true. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of those creatures, uh, and like it says in the lore, the older they get. Like the more they uh, like benefit more from their experience, yeah, definitely. So they live in this harsh world of demons. Basically, they yeah. live in the gaping maw. Can you imagine what goes on in a demon's realm and like what you'd have to go through to like be victorious? So I like the art here. It kind of looks war beaten. Oh, this it picture. does. It's yeah. got like yeah. what looks like it could be wounds, mm-hmm. or perhaps it's the blood of its last meal. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but it or does. Gills, maybe. It does look like yeah, like like gills. Yeah, it does have gills. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it, it looks a little beaten on the wings. Like it does, yeah. Kind of some tapering there isn't as symmetrical as like something that hasn't gone through some shit. Hell yeah. And then like this flayed skin where this like shark, it just looks like a shark is like coming out of there. It does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crazy looking shark mouth. But yeah, it's, this is a creature I imagine that is like war tested. Yeah. So this has a 16 natural armor, so one Ooh. more, and a substantially higher 44 HP. Uh, its speed is also zero. Its swim speed is 30. Um, the strength is a 14. Dex, 18. Ooh. Con, 13. Intelligence, 12. Wisdom, 13. Charisma, 7. So no boost. It's never going to get more charismatic. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, and I'm going to tell you why in, in this stat block and oh. the next one. Um, it's got 60 feet of dark vision, passive perception 11, mm. abyssal, and exceptional for languages. This is a challenge rating 2 creature Ooh. with 450 XP. I'm sure if a school of these is rolling up, like, That'd be scary. this is a, mo- a scary mob. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's got these mixed in with the little ones, like, the little that ones. could be a very scary mob already. And we'll get into it a little more. Um, this one has the regenerative property. So the exceptional gains 10 HP uh, at the start of its turn. Oh, damn. Uh, the Ixxxatchital dies only if it starts its turn with zero HP, which I think is consistent with most creatures that have zero or no. Like, I'm thinking about the troll. Like, oh, the that troll was can get back up, Yeah. But if it, this, if you knock it down to zero, it doesn't die until the start of its next turn. So yeah. if somehow it gets a heal before then, it'll get back up, I guess, is what that means. Like if it regenerates in the meantime, basically? Because the regen yeah. happens at the start of its turn? At the start of its turn. It, um, see, there's a little bit, it's a little bit weird with the wording there. So yeah. at the start of its turn, it regenerates 10 HP. But if it starts its turn with zero HP, it's dead. So if it has zero HP, it dies yeah. and not does not regen 10, is what I understand by reading that. Yeah, yeah. And that mechanically then it would just, just sound. It would just constantly be regenerating. Yeah, like how would you, you'd have to you like kill it. Yeah. hit it 44 negative yeah. and then it would die. Yeah. Like how like people die in D&D mm-hmm. sometimes. I've never seen that, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, we have the Vampiric Bite for actions. Mm. Uh, melee weapon attack with plus four to hit, reach of five feet on one target. It's going to do six or 1d8 plus two piercing damage. The target must succeed on a DC 11 constitution saving throw, or its hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the damage taken. That's, uh, oof. Mm. And the Ixxxatchital regains hit points equal to that amount. The reduction lasts until the target finishes a long rest. Target dies if its hit point maximum is reduced to zero. Mm. That's that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it also has the reaction for barbed tail. Mm. When a creature provokes an opportunity attack from the Ixxxatchital, the Ixxxatchital can make the following attack instead of using its bite. 
melee weapon attack, plus six to hit, reach of 10 feet, one target. Uh, it's going to do nine or 1d10 plus four piercing damage. Um, I kind of like the idea of homebrewing um, more vampiric shit onto that barb on this version. That'd be dope. Um, yeah, just to really kind of emphasize it. So here's the part where I was saying, like, the Ixxatchital could siphon energy from its prey yeah. and send it somewhere else rather than itself. So these max hit points that it's draining from its opponent, mm-hmm. like, where do they go? Yeah, and because it, it doesn't go onto that thing, right? It, it, yeah. Well, does it? Um, constitution saving throw. Hit point max is reduced by the damage taken. The Ixxatchital regains hit points equal to that amount. So it, it does. Oh, it could take it. Sucks it, it up. Yeah. What a cool thing you could do for homebrew mm-hmm. is to keep track of that. And add them to Demogorgon's hit points. That'd be dope. So if they are going to fight Demogorgon in your in your stretch here, mm-hmm. and they encounter these things, you could just be like, "Yeah, it's Demogorgon. You don't know what he normally looks like, but he looks extra fucking strong, mm. and you don't exactly know why yeah, or yeah. whatever. But like, he'll have an extra thirty HP or whatever that he shouldn't have, and it's because they took it from you. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe even homebrew a. Uh homebrew like a grapple with the tail oh yeah and then uh-huh. have like the bite have like advantage on the next run or something like that like hey you're now restrained and then like make this thing a little bit harder maybe if if you were seeing them destroy it yeah fast kinda, or something like that i kind of like that because if you're trying to run away and it's punishing you for trying to run away yeah like make it even more extra extra yeah. so yeah um so there is a very like i like these homebrew ideas and the variations there there is a variant in here Ooh. um the word variant is so popping right now. It is because of Loki. Because of Loki, <laughs> yeah. which I'm loving. It's so um, good. So the variant is uh, Exceptional Cleric. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Very because, cool. Like a, I'd expect a warlock, right? Yes. Or something else, but like. But it seems like they like deify Demi Gorgon, so cleric. Yeah. Fits. He's yeah. technically like, I think a like a lesser demon. Is he considered mm. a lesser demon? Or a lesser a lesser god is what I meant yeah. to say. Oh he's, yeah, yeah, he's the biggest demon. Yeah, the demon lord, um, or one of them. Mm-hmm. But some exotachital and vampiric exotachital. Fuck man, I did so good. <laughs> it's a tough one, right yeah, there. Yeah. Are able to cast divine spells. Ooh. Such a creature gains the following features: uh, spell casting. So you can give this thing spells to cast, which I really really like. That's very cool. Like oldest and wisest and most loyal yeah. to the demon prince yeah. kind of thing. Um, so the Ixxatchital is a fifth level spellcaster that uses wisdom as its spellcasting ability, which is decent. It's plus one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the spell save DC is 11 with a plus three to hit on spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ixxatchital has the following cleric spells prepared, uh, which I, I looked up all these. They're fucking cool. They're mm-hmm. all cleric spells except for one. So the cantrips, so at will stuff, is guidance and thaumaturgy. Um, Sick. And we can talk about flavor for these. Yeah. Um, but the first uh, first level spells got four slots. That first one's going to be Charm Person. So that's the only non-cleric spell. Mm-hmm. That is a warlock spell and, and mm-hmm. you know, other other lists obviously it falls yeah. into. But that's particularly the standout. Um, you know, it kind of goes with that vampiric thing, too. Definitely. Or Which demonic. I really like. Yeah. Uh, and it could also do Create or Destroy Water, which Ooh, I kind of like. Interesting. So it could feasibly, like... Go on to land or Go on something. to land yeah, in some yeah. fashion. It doesn't have a walking speed, but it could make enough water for it for like, <laughs> I think it's like a ton of gallons. Like yeah, a bunch yeah. of, it can make a lot of water, enough yeah. to submerge it. And if it like wants to talk some to somebody on the surface, it like could do that itself in a way. That's fucked up. <laughs> like, can you imagine just like it, 
like jumping from puddle to puddle that it makes. Right? And it's like, hey, my home guy, like, let's. <laughs> how, how about we talk about Demogorgon right now? This thing is. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> you want to know about, right? about our Lord and Savior Demogorgon? It's like knocking on your door. Yeah. It's like, why is the front porch so wet? Yeah. And you just look down and just a freaking manta ray in the fucking like five foot puddle. <laughs> he tries to t- he tries to give you a pamphlet about yeah, Demogorgon yeah. and you try to close the door. It fucking barbs you with yeah, an opportunity like, attack. <laughs> no, you will speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it drags you away. Yeah. Yeah, they're not charismatic, so that's probably how that would go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has hold person, so it could just hold you it there and make you, you hear yeah, the yeah. word of Demogorgon. <laughs> that's true. Um, it has a silent spell, Ooh. which I was like immediately my mind, my my brain just starts racing scenarios. Yeah, like yeah. you're in your underwater campaign, bubble sounds everywhere. Yeah, yeah. no sounds. Oof. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! A yeah. swarm of Ixitzatchitals. That's like, dope. Rolling up silently on you. That also fucks up like intense. your spell casting too, because if you have verbal components or something like that, you now can't cast because yeah. it did silence on you. That's right. Silence yeah. is a cool defensive spell in that it's way. It's very sick. A lot of people use the darkness. Say to use a darkness spell that way. Yeah. Like if you can't see, if somebody's invisible, you can't just cast them. darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the third level slots. Oh, that was second level. You get three of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, third level, you're gonna get two of those slots. Dispel magic and tongues. Ooh. So this thing can. And will talk to you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> it oh, do you not know a whistle? Yeah. I got something for you, my man. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think of these spells? Like, what, how would you flavor the guidance and thaumaturgy? That's cool. I mean, because um, this is an underwater thaumaturgy. Like, yeah. Thaumaturgy kind of just like its description is like, I think, defaulted to like land. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, over air i mean underwater like maybe you, you could like booms and quakes and stuff yeah you can make the water around you like boil or That's something cool. have like bubbles go up and like have it kind of flavor the could you imagine like a curtain of bubbles happen and then you just like see a <laughs> an exosatural just like pop out of it like hello <laughs> <laughs> i'm here to talk to you about fucking demon i'm making it sound real goofy like a fucking wizard of osville but it's more like you know you can make it be scary or make it Go oh, yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I like the idea of thaumaturgy and spells like thaumaturgy, yeah. you know, like prestidigitation, I guess, mm-hmm. being more than, like, it almost kind of robs, like, having to use a, a whole action to cast it. Yeah. I feel like it should kind of be, like, a latent thing that mm-hmm. just happens. Like, more like passive. When a creature shows up and, like, f- like, if a devil showed up and, like, fire and brimstone were, yes. like, popping up from its legs and shit. That'd be dope. Like, it could really only do that with a spell like thaumaturgy, mm-hmm. but like you would have to like consciously do that. I mm-hmm. like the idea of thaumaturgy just kind of unconsciously happening, yeah, and making things happen. Like the effect of this creature being in the room is magical, and like this is the aura it puts out. Very cool. Yeah, like like it could make like blood in the water and shit. Like uh, I'm thinking of it kind of maybe it's not the right imagery, but like I'm thinking of it kind of like when somebody goes super saiyan in Dragon Ball Z, like yeah. The, the ground starts pulsing, like the stones start rising, like yes, that kind of thing. Exactly. Like if, especially if this thing was going to be like delivering a sermon to, <laughs> to Demogorgon. Like that seems like it would be dope shit to make it bleed in the water or have bubbles happen or something like that. You totally. Know what I mean? You can make your eyes glow. Yes. You can make your, your mouth glow, I guess. I don't know why I said that. Or like your voice boom, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. have it like be shockwaves through the water like that could be like dope. Aquaman like, yes yeah yeah that, I think that would be sick how would an evil Aquaman sound yes <laughs> definitely darker <laughs> definitely darker with more like dissonance yeah man uh, so that's the that's the exotational though I mean like that's that's pretty much it I mean I'm in the book Rage yeah. of Demons right now but yeah. like like I said 
this monster could easily exist in just like as a creature in the ocean yeah. that doesn't worship Team McCorgan, yeah. but evil manta ray, like by all means. Yeah, it, yeah, just a bad a bad manta. Yeah, um, <laughs> bad something manta. something for you to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that they can do fresh or salt water, mm. uh, so that's scary. Yeah, if it could go fucking lakeside on you, mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. be like a like a fucking camp nowhere. Yes, like some <laughs> like bad villain. shit. Yeah. Some bad shit happening at summer camp. Yeah, there's some like mythology of like a, a wish granting fish kind of thing. Like this would be like oh. the polar opposite of that. <laughs> like it'd be like, hey, I'm here to, to say some bad shit to you about I, some bad things. I like that. You could also really lean into the vampire stuff. It's like, true. This is a. This could be the template for an aquatic vampire, and the mm-hmm. oldest, this, the older this thing gets, like the more, more powerful, and like you can kind of implement stuff from the vampire stat block, yeah, which is yeah. really cool. Um, obviously, throw out the shit about like killing it in water or yeah. whatever. You the don't, you don't um, need that for this. It doesn't make sense. The mouth shape and everything like that kind of reminded me of like the the alpha vampires that were in like Blade Two. This is a weird weird cut, oh. weird, weird <laughs> reference. But their mouths like open up like that, like oh, in yeah. three different ways, and they like had like a little like alien kind of tongue kind of situation. Uh, the second that I saw the art for the four E one, I was like, oh, it looks like a like. The vampire thing fits. Like, it looks like a fucking vampire. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not draining through the barb. It's draining through the mouth. So I picture when this thing goes to bite you, it's got its probes and, like, stabs you and bites you. Holds you you in. Like, you get get hurt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. from it. Um, And you should be fairly high level. I don't know what the level of the adventures in this book are supposed to be, but it's got to be somewhat substantial based off of, like, the things they have to fight. Just this alone, right? And if um, this is a fifth level caster, they would have to at least be fifth level to deal with that kind of shit. Like, I mean, that's a, it has I a low save and everything, but can't still be below level ten for this. Campaign. Yeah, you know this this module. I don't think. I don't know if it like says at the beginning like a recommended party level kind of def- thing. I mean, it definitely says that. Yeah, in here. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, but what like if you were to run an exactional in your game, mm-hmm. um, what would you what my, would you do with my it? dino game? Yeah, I guess, um, I guess like you can like you running a dinosaur game with friend with friends at home, yeah. right? So like, yeah. what would you like if you were to put them in? Like, how would you kind of kind of assert that? Maybe I would, because uh, I do have gods, but they're all like dinosaur based. So maybe I haven't really delved into like I do. I have had extra planar stuff like elemental though, like not necessarily like demonic. So maybe I would lean into. Um, like a more natural kind of thing, like still maybe vampiric because, you know, there are uh, oceanic things that have that kind of tendency, like uh, that feed off of other other fish and stuff like that. So maybe it might I might flavor it to be a little bit more natural or just come up with like a otherworldly like dinosaur god like why the fuck not like, yeah, like there's like they nice ones like why can't there the be worshiping thing yeah, but yeah. just have it worship something else exactly like these could be followers I told yeah I, th- I feel like for a lot of homebrew campaigns don't involve demons just particularly yeah. demogorgon like that's kind of the route you'd go with this monster yeah um if i'm doing a demogorgon thing and if you're going to the mall you're definitely going to see these yeah um they're very very cool creatures i like them a lot they're, they're very they're interesting horrifying yes and i would definitely pepper in the spellcasty ones. Yes. Like that's going to be a thing. That seems sick. And I was looking at the warlock patron stuff like mm-hmm. No, I like the clericy thing for them a lot. Yes. Like you could do warlock stuff with them too. Like why not? I yeah. mean like you have the templates there like the cult of Demogorgon probably does the great old one. Mm-hmm. 
are not great abyssal like warlocky stuff mm -hmm. you know like you're gonna you're gonna be doing that i i found the level recommendation for the What's beginning that? it's like first level oh, okay um so you're gonna work your way up i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. um it says you can start between like one and three depending on the, how easy you want to make it for mm -hmm. people um, I'm sure it has to go. It has it's to scale, scale fairly yeah. quickly, yeah. Um, based off of like some of the things in this book. Um, but there are low-level monsters in here too. Mm -hmm. um, like I know there's like hook whores and drow and mm. like all kinds of cool stuff in here. <laughs> um, but that that's pretty much the gist of it. Like yeah. at, the, at the end, like there's big things waiting for you. Yeah. I mean, um, I tend to like to power not power level, but level my characters fast just because I know how. The squishiness um, at the beginning. Yeah, it's is, so squishy. Like I like getting them into the five to seven range a little bit quicker. Meatier and hardier. Yeah, characters. yeah. Then they can kind of handle things, and I can turn up the heat. They can feel strong while also fighting these other strong things, and I feel, feel like a little bit that's better. encouraging for new players, especially. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to like, unless you explicitly talk about it at the beginning. Like, hey, look, you might die. Like, don't get too attached right away because yeah. that can be really off-putting. I think yeah. if your characters. Unexpected. If your player characters unexpectedly die and they put a lot of work into them, yeah, that can be very off-putting for new players. Yeah. So like, have the conversation at least and be upfront if yeah. like death is going to be imminent for low-level characters, like yeah. it is. Like, maybe start new players in that style with like some one-shotty stuff, yeah, less consequential. Definitely. For a long-form campaign, probably not a great idea to have new players just like dying left and right. Yeah going to be hard for them to get settled and established and to like learn the game yeah um so maybe that's what the book is recommending like let's start at level one like it's an entry level like work into it work up to it and like i, I really don't know too much about this module yeah. except for some of the key points like how long you're supposed to to run it like modules mm. is kind of like a weak point for me and, and will's discussed it as well like mm. it's difficult for us to run we prefer like being uh being to improv a little more and kind yeah. of being left to our own devices in terms of story beats and like not have to follow this because if you deviate too much at the beginning, like mm. you're going to have a hard time getting back on track, I feel like. It's true. And I did try to run a module with you and yeah. our friend Steve for FBATS, like a show we do on, on Patreon again. But yeah. um, we ha I had a really, really difficult time with it. Yeah. Um, it was completely not my style, not the way I learned mm. um, how to play the game. But it's still really great. Like if you, if you don't want to like prep so much stuff and like have to come up with like your own thing and like mm -hmm. here it is like stat blocks monsters story beats it's all mm -hmm. there um and there is room for improv and deviation in here yeah uh it just it just takes some reading i mean just get into it and it's like, like a curse of strahd kind of thing like exactly. maybe maybe if you want to have like experienced players like play a game where they might not survive or yeah you know like that kind of thing like hey let's test these <laughs> test these boundaries real quick yeah like curse of strahd that's pretty long campaign yeah. this seems uh, like a, a little fair shorter. length yeah. like a little shorter than that yeah, yeah I, think, I think most people play strahd for about a year mm, okay um maybe more or maybe less like give or take yeah. but i th i think this one's more like a six month or to a year interesting depending on what you do and how fast you run it yeah that's just my feel. I'm not really sure. Mm. But yeah, man, that, that's that's everything I've got. Do you Heck have yeah. anything else? Uh, no, it was a lot of fun. All right, Thank let's, you for having me. Let's take a long rest. Let's do it. Hey, everybody, welcome to The Long Rest. This hey. is the part of the episode where we get ready to fucking sleep, baby. I'm so tired. I need more hit points. Oof. They've been drained. Yes, and my spell slots. to the demon lord, Prince Demogorgon. Oh, yes. Shout out to Demogorgon. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. Shout out. One in. You did. I was trying to be professional. I did a little bit. I you did, did a little bit. You I dabbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dabbled. Shout out to Demogorgon. Yeah. Shout out to Demogorgon. <laughs> okay, so let's build a beholder. 
Sure, yeah. After I put on my Demogorgon slippies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait. Why are they all wet? Oh, no. Oh, geez. Did I have <laughs> Demogorgon slippies last time, or were they just uh, regular I think they slippies? Were, uh, they were Brian and Will slippies, they and were. I ripped off the Will face you and, did. and reattached That's a, a right. special guest face. Sorry, Will. So I just have a bloody slippies. <laughs> Gross! That's yeah, not. Yeah. That's not. The, are you suggesting that our slippies like are made actual of flesh? Uh, no, 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 no. I feel like that is what you're Maybe. suggesting. That's fine. Uh, let's move on. Uh, okay. What are we doing? <laughs> um, okay, so we don't. Our. I don't know what this beholder looks like anymore. We oh, fucked yes. up and yeah. like forgot to add one. Uh, uh, I think the last one that we built, mm-hmm. Skynet. He got finished, mm-hmm. but was missing a, a tentacle. Yeah. So the episode we did after that, where I thought we were starting the new one, was a Psy Warrior, where mm-hmm. we gave him uh, like a psychic beam of some kind. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Like a psychic eye. Mm-hmm. Like he had like psychic energy. I don't remember. You have mm-hmm. to go listen to that episode. But that should probably be on Skynet. Yeah. Um, Skynet with a capital E-Y-E in Skynet. Oh, S- yes. Yeah. K. Capital E Y E Net, yeah. The Arachnopod, the sequel. Yes, um, I've seen it. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Thank you, Hobble Man. Yes. Hobble Man, if you need one, take the one from the Psy, uh, Psy Warrior episode, <laughs> yeah. and just like, you know, cake it on to <laughs> Skynet, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we'll start. I think from the Grix episode mm-hmm. with the Grick Ranch hat. And then next episode is the Eldritch Knight, which we've yes. already recorded, yeah. which we made all the arms buff, all the tentacles buff. Tentacles like, buff. Like arms. A six pack on the beholder. A six pack. And, and did it, it shoot? It shoots a sword out of it its did, eye. Yes. Yeah. Which I think its eye is just holding, it's like wrapped it was around a sword. a sword. It just yes. throws a sword. And it just throws a sword, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it calls it back. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this beholder ha- is a, gr- a Grick Rancher. Mm-hmm. It's got a Grick Rancher whistle mm-hmm. for one of its eyes. And it's wearing a cowboy hat, mm-hmm. a very big one, like a 10-gallon Texas-style cowboy hat. Dope. Um, and now it has, I think that's it, right? Okay, so now we need to add some demonic or ex-attachable-inspired demon stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you think? We, we need a tentacle with a beam and then like an overall feature for the look of it. I say uh, I'm thinking like it may be a vampiric ray. Okay. For the for the beam or vampiric beam. A vampiric beam. Of some sort. So drain some HP. Yeah, yeah. And heal itself. Okay. Like, yeah. And then look-wise, maybe let it have that fucking, that shark face. Like the three opening face. Oh, like you from know? Blade? Yeah, yeah, from Blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we were just talking about. So there's that new um, D&D game that just came out. Oh, yes, yeah. What was that called again? Dark uh, Dark Alliance. Dark Alliance. Yeah. So Dark Alliance has a beholder it does. that has that sort of mouth structure it, to it. It does. Let me look that up. I think it's like Hagedron or something like that. Hagedorn. Hagedorn, that's what it is. I haven't fought it yet, but I... I typed in Daggerdorn. <laughs> I sure did fuck up a whole bunch of Gerblins. Oh, in that game? That was the last thing I did. Oh, you played it? Yes, I have, yeah. You were telling me that you did. Now I remember. You told me that you played it. Yeah, me and Um, Steve, who we play F-Bats with, uh, got to level 10 in that game and finished the first two levels, and it was a lot of fun. Fought a bunch of Durogar in the first level, and then the second one we picked was all all gobbies. 
So yeah, this thing this thing has a like the jaw, the bottom half of its face and mm-hmm. jaws kind of like in these sections. Mm. Um, so yeah, like do we want to do that? Like the three the three party like kind of like this creature. I think that looks dope. Except like instead of, like if you're looking at Hagadorn for the inspiration, it's mm-hmm. a little bit off because it still has that like like the main one. That yeah, just yeah. a regular mouth. It just yeah. kind of has those pieces. So it needs three different like angles to its jaw mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. A, a triangle essentially triangle, definitely yeah with that's teeth what on I'm each side on the inside yes does that make sense hobble man uh, uh hobble man is in our discord which you can find in the links below yeah um, there's a lot of great people there like the hobble man it's got beautiful art he's got beautiful art yeah. of our beholders and yes. lots of other stuff like yeah. super quest saga stuff mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so jake uh do you want to plug anything or talk talk about yourself at all or like uh, say what's up or I mean, I'm just really on Scoose, uh, if I could plug that, or Super yeah. Quest Saga. That's always dope. It's always fun. We just did a very cool end of our dungeon uh, episode, and that was, we did like a, what was it? Yeah, we've like been dungeon a, crawling in this last arc. For a while, in like a, a big while. ship. The whole arc. I wouldn't call it a it lit ship, ship, but it was a cool, yeah, it was a cool space uh, pirate uh, dungeon, and it was awesome. Yeah, really, really good. Will lot did a great de- job. A lot of demon shit in that as well. Demon <laughs> and devil shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Will's. I, I feel like Will's more of a devil guy, and I'm yeah. more of a demons guy. Obviously, shout mm-hmm. out to Demon Gorgon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Will, Will's, Will's always been like he, uh, you know, Nine Hells, Asmo. He's yeah. like really yeah. into that stuff, and he did a lot of it. He's been doing a lot of devil shit. In, he has in space, which is very, 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 very cool. cool, very sick. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to check that out, um, that's where you can find your special guest Jake and our friend yeah. of the show Josh Freeland, who yeah. are players along with myself, while Will's the DM. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please check out Super Quest Saga. If you'd like to support us further, you can do so by going to Patreon.com/slash/TheDungeonCast, where you can catch. Early episodes of this show ad free. You can also uh, catch um, like a ton of live play stuff that we've done for there. Eventually, we'll, we'll record Ranger Danger Part Three. <laughs> oh uh, man! Or we'll we will complete Ranger Danger Part Two. Yes, in a third installment. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. We have a fight left that we just have not been able to get around to. It's been tough. Um, but there's like ton of cool stuff to keep you occupied like mm-hmm. f bats which jake is also on i was going to plug that as well yeah it's always fun Go batman inspired uh D campaign that brian runs does a very good job adapting those episodes thanks so we can uh you can get a lot of that stuff at five bucks a month like a ton of it oh yeah and then as you scale there's merch like exclusive merch um I think including our like special Indeed mug hmm. um, at our $20 level, which will change out, I think, at the end of this year. We're going to have something new. Ooh. And we're working on new stuff all the time. Um, okay. We've been like not posting as much because we're so swamped this year for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of life stuff happening. Like yeah. uh, Will is having a baby. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for all you guys' special wishes. He has heard and seen and read them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he's really grateful. Uh, he'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know how many episodes we're going to release with Jake, but they'll all be on Patreon mm-hmm. for you guys to listen to. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I think we can call it a game. Yeah, let's do it. Let's call it a game. Bye bye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children.
The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.